G'day folks and welcome to the Pack Rugby Show. We are a little bit behind the clock but doesn't matter. We've got plenty of rugby action we're going to get into this evening. And to help me out, we have our starters once again. Actually, let me rephrase. Our starter, unfortunately, Dossie Boy. Still waiting on tenor hooks for that little bub to come. So Dallin's riding pine all by himself and riding pine all by himself seems to be the uh, the order of the day today because unfortunately, Big Fat Das. He's on the battler's bench all by himself once again. Yeah, yeah. We uh, unfortunately it's two weeks in a row that Ryan is still in hospital having his uh, having his unfortunate neck surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the battler's bench. Get well soon, Ryan. Um, you know, we wish you all the best. With uh, nah, he's right here. Yeah. There he is. He's, yeah, the cruel switch. There he is. He's done it. Big fat Dars and his pet corgi. Yeah. Cruel switch. Friends, how are you, mate? We missed you last week, man. Mate, it's been rough. It's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> Night I'm, shift. I'm uh, hanging on by a thread, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get through it. I'm going to get through it. That's what we always say, man. Unfortunately, you always pull through, but it's good to have you back, brother. Um, now, without further ado, tonight we do have a massive show lined up, as I said. Um, joining us all the way from WA, we've got Western Force Royalty, WA Rugby Royalty, Matt Hodgson, joined by Sarah Ravatuti from uh, the Super W side, because first weekend of Super W is this weekend, as well as QPR, so... Heaps of shit we want to get into. Let's hop on the good foot and do the bad thing. But before we kick it over to WA, we wanted to just discuss, Just there's not much news to go into per se, but the fact that Ireland wrapped up a Grand Slam on the weekend, Dow, absolutely awesome. Mac Hansen, friend of the, po- the show, hopefully. Uh, he's been very busy, but he's keen as mustard. And you look at the Rugby Pass team of the tournament, there's two Aussies in there. There's more Aussies in that team than there are Englishmen, but... Two Aussies in Sione Tuipolotu and Mac Hansen uh, making the team of the tournament awesome. But it does, just from the point of view of like lost talent, God, it, it does chafe your butt crack a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, yes and no. I think it's just credit to those boys who've gone over there and, and, and had a genuine crack and, and have come out the other side as, as genuine international players. I think that's probably the most exciting thing for them. Yes, of course, it was it's disappointing to lose them, but at, at the point, you know what I mean, when they were here, were they at that level? Potentially not, but they've gone over and they made a real crack of it, and look at them now, they're world class. And is, do, you, do you think that's maybe, I wouldn't say an indictment on coaching in Australia, but maybe just it's, it's actually just highlights the level of coaching you can get, not so much in the international fold over in the UK or France or whatever, friends, but more so... The, the domestic club competition? Because that's where, a lot, like, 80% of that Irish side are from Munster. Like, granted, Max from Canucked, but a lot of them are being coached by really, really bloody good club coaches and in a really good, bloody good uh, club system. I don't know, mate. I reckon just the Ireland have been getting better and better. They've got um, good experience in key positions. And, um, I mean... Well, with Sexton, I don't know if they've got much behind him, but he, he it runs off him. He's really. a metronome, eh? He's, yeah. He is freakish, mate. For he's a 37-year-old man. And just slotting him from the sideline like it's mm. nothing still. But losing like guys like Mac Hansen and... Well, uh, is, it, is it James Lowe, the winger? James Lowe, yeah. Yeah, Kiwi. yeah. Like, you know, he, he was a decent player in Super Rugby. You know, Mac Hansen... Decent play, but they're going over there and they're just killing it. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But at the end of the day, as well, like who do you replace him with here? Like we've got so many good wingers and stuff as well. It's just one we of those do. things, isn't it? It's just, it is one of those. It's tough things. to keep him. Tough. To, I like it actually because I think there was how many it was about four or five, or probably even more, including the Sappers, 
um, in the yeah, Duane, team of the team, team of this um, Josh Six Nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Losers. <laughs> no, but it's good to see though. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. Could bring a tear to a glass eye to see such good, awesome Aussie talent over there. But it it is awesome just to see some Aussies abroad absolutely killing it. Now, before we go over to, um, we we do have uh, Sarah and Matt on the blower. But before we do that, we wanted to we're going to do our bold predictions once again. Big fat Dash, you wanted to we'll do bold predictions for our Super W because it is the first round of Super W this weekend, and you wanted to try bold predictions once again. It wasn't the best. But we'll, we'll give it a shot and we'll see what our bold predictions are for Super W and then we'll go over and we'll have a yarn to, uh, to Sarah and Matt. So why don't you take it away, Das? Um, I'm going to go with, right down the barrel, uh, Western Force to be in the grand final. For <laughs> Super W? For Super W. Called it. Yes. Yeah, You're calling it now. You are such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see them on the screen. <laughs> you are such a coward. But no, no, I, I agree. Yes, Western Force all the way. I know. Uh, no, GF. but I think they've recruited well this year. Yep, I think they're, they're building bigger and better things and big things to come this year. He literally stole Dallas, but anyway, <laughs> um, he did. Mine's, yeah. mine's Drew to go back to back. Drew to go back to back in regards to the Super, Super W Championship. W, yep. I reckon they're going to go back to back. They're respawning more um, talent and they're getting more experienced, and uh, they're just—it's going to be ridiculous. Fiji, they're going to they're go back to back. And do you think that is sort of like it's sort of the Fiji and Drew and Fijiana sort of go hand in hand in regards to like they've got that talent oh, now yeah. they're building as a club, but sort of as a nation towards mm, something massive, massive. Well, even like I was saying, I think I said in the group chat the other day, the under twenties Drew uh, and the Moana Pacifica and the New Zealand in the Kiwi comp, comp, yeah. And I think that's massive, like getting these young guys who traditionally Fiji don't do that well in the under twenties comp, but you know, getting them in that, getting them playing together. Uh, it's going to be good for the generations, and we're all going to lose. Um, but <laughs> we're it's good. screwed, eh? It's good. <laughs> uh, Dallin, your bold prediction: you got to look down the camera, wait for it to zoom in. I reckon the Rebels will, will come away with a, with a with a win this year. You reckon <laughs> they're going to come away with a win? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That is actually huge, mate. They are building something. That, like we're talking about, you know, uh, the Western Force. We're talking about Fiji, but. The Rebels have been close several they times. Yep. And they are they have a pretty bloody good system down there. And you've got girls like Mel Carla and stuff who just go hell for leather. Like they're they're pretty bloody good. They've got, like no, they got another the college, couple of uh, Queenslanders down there, Wasi Toulis and um uh Asi Muffy. She's down there Wasi as well. Wasi Toulis is down there. Yep. Oh, so. she'll be bringing <laughs> some spice yep. off the field, man. Yeah. She's um, a classic, man. So yeah, I reckon they'll be better. That's a good chat. That's a good chat, though. Well, sweet as. All right. Oh, my bold prediction, looking down the camera here, my bold prediction, sort of following on yours, Dallin, is that both the Rebels and the Western Force are going to claim big scalps this year. So I think it's going to be either against Fijiana, Queensland Reds, or the Tars. I think each team will, will jag a very big scalp this season. So... I think, yes, yeah. they're both pulling towards something huge, man, and it's going to be absolutely awesome. Now, speaking of, let's kick it over to Western Australia. On the blower, we have Matt Hodgson, absolute Western Force royalty, and we've got Sarah Rabatuti. Girl, uh, sorry. Hodjo, Sarah, absolutely awesome to have you. Thanks for joining us. Our pleasure to be here. Thank you. 
Even well, Sarah, you call me a girl. That's all right. I know. I was saying, I'm trying to. Uh, it's tough. You're gorgeous, mate. You're like, gorgeous. Hey guys, hey girls, and then it's there's one each way. So it's just I'm trying to work it here. Um, Sarah, I want to start with you. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Sarah, I just want to start with you. We were just talking about Fijiana. Obviously, you're a part of the squad last year. You're a new member to the Western Four Super W fold. You're being coached by arguably the greatest player to pull on a Force jersey. I mean, what does it mean to sort of come from <laughs> come from that Fijiana setup into a setup where you've got Matt Hodgson running the show and, and you're really starting to build towards something collectively as a club and a state? Um, no, I think it's really, really good. Um, I think we're blessed to have Hodjo as our head coach. Um, we've learnt a lot in the short space of time that we've um, had him already, uh, but we're excited. Um, it's a lot different to the Fijiana Drua, but in a good way. So um, I'm happy to be home with my family and playing in um, my home state and um, yeah. And Matt, obviously you're wearing two hats at the moment, uh, the list manager and general manager of, of the club and then obviously coaching as well. How are you going, you know, managing that space and, and what are you enjoying about the coaching? Uh, yeah, the first thing was probably I had to introduce myself to the girls. They actually didn't know who I was. I had to point to a poster of 2006 that I was in the <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I'm loving it. Obviously, it's difficult juggling both, but um, I was lucky enough to be part of the Aon Sevens with the WA team um, this year and um, sort of saw, saw the growth in them and um, well, they were chasing a prof- professional organisation to sort of put a program together um, and sort of that's what we sort of wanted to achieve with the girls and putting in a high-performance manager, um, a number of coaches, strength and conditioning, physio and also an academy in place the coaching bit is um, the fun bit for me because I actually allowed to get out of the office and no one follows me down there. So um, <laughs> it's pretty exciting to be part of it. Looking forward to round one. Um, Sarah, with that experience over in uh, Fiji, um, how how much untapped talent do they have over there? As it's, it would be growing um, at a rate of knots over there, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think there's there's so much to unfold over there. Like we had a lot of girls who. Um, had never played rugby union before and playing for Fijiana Drua last year for Super W was their first ever time playing in a competition like that and they absolutely loved it. We had a soccer player, a netball player. Um, So I think now with how fast women's rugby is growing, um, you're just going to see them all coming out of the woodworks. What's the biggest difference with uh, the training and stuff of just a lot more structure in Australia? Yeah, they're a lot kinder here in Australia than Fiji. <laughs> Don't, no running up the sand dunes. There's no sand dunes over in Perth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are there are some sand dunes at uh, Swan Swanbourne Swanbourne Beach. Is that right? Now it does. We don't go to that beach. What? When I played for Cottesloe, I just used to hang out in the bushes uh, at that beach. Um, <laughs> Hodjo, being um, being a uh, I sh- hold up, I assume what? that's a nude beach, is it? Yeah, it's a very nude beach. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, I've just heard, heard some stuff. You go Ocean Beach it's Hotel, you have a couple of beach, beers. A lot of flag poles. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> Hodjo, mate, uh, being, being a part of that original inaugural 2006 Western Force team, um, you guys obviously would have had to build a uh, 
culture from the ground up. Obviously, the uh, women's team has been going for a couple of years, but you've got a couple of new new players in trying to build that culture. Um, what kind of steps have you kind of put into place to kind of uh, achieve that? Uh, there's probably two big ones that we worked on straight away. Is one their inclusion into the whole organisation, so be part of the Western Force. Although we sort of involved last year, it's probably a, they felt like the, the sister or the plus one um, through the time. So with me, my role, I sort of bring them along into the club and people don't say no to me when I tell them they're coming to events, functions and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's pretty good to bring them into that, um, getting involved in match day, um, sponsor activations on field and all that sort of stuff. And then the second big one is to separate the clubs within the team. So a lot of um, club rivalry came into the force and it was sort of I play for Cosa, I play for Kalamunda, I play for Onroo. So now we've flipped that mantra to play, I play for Western Force and a club is a byproduct of that and that's sort of where we're going with the program now. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, like your your history, Matt, coming from, um, I mean, Central Coast of New South Wales through Avoca and then you went through Eastwood, you played in that grand final side and the Aussie Sevens, like... You were, for lack of a better term, a bit of an outcast. You started as a fly half centre in the Tars system that got converted to a flanker and then found yourself with the force. So you're talking about, you know, this distinction of we are the Western force. Is that something like that has grown from, I don't know, like obviously your history with the force, you were an inaugural member. And is that sort of bred out of the fact that, you know, the force has become, I guess, your spiritual home? for rugby yeah 100 percent. i think i was fortunate to coaches and uh, um quite a tough journey to get my first cap but what i say to the girls and or pretty much anyone that comes to the club is once you get that jersey it's up to someone else to take it off you um don't give it up for someone else and that's the sort of what we instill to all players um so we're lucky enough that we've got the first 15 put on their jerseys this week and it's up for them um, to keep it, but up for the others to chase him and, and try and grab that jersey off it. You don't hand it over lightly. And Sarah, the hard work's done. You've, you've done the preseason. You're here now. Round one is just around the corner. Two things. What can we expect from the Western Force this year? And the second thing is, you know, who has really, um, who's who, who's someone that we can expect to, to do big things from the Force this year? Apart from yourself. <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think um, coming from last year, um, there's been a massive change with um, who stayed on from last year's team and the new faces that have come in and the girls from Academy that have now stepped into Western Force. So I think the attitude is a lot different. Um, they're striving for something bigger than themselves. Like we're not here just playing for us, but we're playing for the generations after us. So that's been a massive thing in our team. Um, as for Super W, I think the game changer this year for us would probably be um, obviously, yeah, me, <laughs> uh, Chalene. She's a massive one. She's a massive asset to the team, our captain. Um, we've got um, our J- Japanese girls. Um, so Tuki and Yuna who've come over to the Western Force, I think they bring a lot of um, heart to our team as well. And I, w- I wanted to touch on that, Matt, from your perspective. How have the, the international girls fitted into the system? Obviously, especially the Japanese girls coming from a completely different language and all that. How's that been? 
Oh, it's been great. I think um, two added bonuses of the internationals, um, the two from Japan and one from Saracens, is that they come from a professional program and they know what the expectation is. So players are now seeking that and, and chasing them. Um, and like Sarah said, there's a lot of energy with those two girls and um, they're often the first on the computer, um, first at training and ready to learn. So it's exciting and I'm um, looking forward to, to see um, on Friday night. Um, and is there any players to watch that uh, probably is not anyone's radar yet? Any uh, any hidden talent in the Western uh, Forces here? I think there's a lot. Um, our back row um, is pretty exciting. Um, but I think two for me that are probably going to come through this year is Nicole Leddington, our 10. Um, her rugby now is second to none. Um, and she really understands the game and controls our, our patterns. Um, but then also Aisha at the back. Um, we've moved her from um, sort of a nine winger to an actual 15. And again, the understanding of the game um, is pretty exciting. And she's probably the only one I know um, that can kick off both feet. Sarah, just a, just a, another quick question. This one's from a viewer. Um, season's just about to start. Who would you least like to room with and why? What was, the, what was the question? Sorry. Who, who would you least like to room with on tour and why? Um, probably Taj Hill. She's actually um, the one that wrote these questions, actually. Was it really? <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> she stitched herself up. That's classic. <laughs> Taji baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, she doesn't actually shower ever. Uh, oh. <laughs> Darcy doesn't either. That's really yeah. Fun, yeah. Fact. Fun fact. Fun <laughs> fact. We played a sevens tournament in Newcastle and caught a bus. So played a whole day of sevens, bus three hours to the airport, caught a plane back, delayed for several hours, and she thought baby wipes was uh, A-OK. She does not play on in any... She just stitched herself up so bad. (laughs) I don't think that worked out quite how she intended. What position does she play? (laughs) Worst thing ever, she wasn't the only one, though. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mandatory showers, girls. Come yeah. on. Oh, man, that's so brutal. Um, Sarah, for you, uh, uh, Matt sort of touched on it before, speaking about uh, the, the Japanese girls that have come into the fold in regards to coming from that professional setup. And we've seen um, there's a few Kiwis coming over from the Alpiki competition that are going to be playing in Super W. And there was announced, you know, a, a month or two ago that the women's game will become professional or semi professional within the next couple of years. To be. To be a player in the fold at the moment before it becomes professional, I mean, is is that something that's actually driving, you know, the girls within the environment to, to sort of stick with the code or is it more about passion for the game? I, like, it, it's just hard to get a read sometimes because, you know, you've got the AFL and the NRLW that are just absolutely blowing up. So uh, how does that really sit with the girls within the squad and within the game in regards to the game becoming professional in the next few years? Um, I think we, me and a few of the players actually spoke about this, like, um, uh, you know, we wish that uh, we could be at the same level as the men right now, but we also understand that we need to do the hard work in order for us to eventually um, become professional, and that means making the sacrifices now so that the generations after us will reap from the sacrifices we're making now. That doesn't always sit right with a lot of the women. I think because we have a lot of mums in our team, the mums really understand that more. 
Um, but it's just about um, letting the younger girls know that uh, we do the hard work now, we reap the joys later. And that's just how it's going to work, I think. Love it. Absolutely love it. Quick fire five questions for you, Sarah, that we do every week. First one is, if you could have anyone else, have any athlete from any other sport in your team, who would it be? Any athlete. Any athlete from any other sport? In your team, who would it be? Who would be, who could play another sport in our team? Oh, oh Rosie. I think Rosie would. What's her last name? Rosie McKenna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she would do good in um, water sports. I reckon. Okay. What's been your career highlight so far? Uh, Apart from meeting me. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Um, probably playing for the Drewer last year. That was, it was a, um, it was a good lesson, um, but a highlight as well. Perfect. Your favourite teammate? They're all listening. They are all listening. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the least to beat me up. Um, <laughs> my favourite teammate, <laughs> Taj. Taj. Be nice because you told him about the story. You said she didn't tell. Yeah, Taj. She's my favourite. Remember that she doesn't tell. That's because you can hear the whole And your least favourite teammate is it Taj? Taj. <laughs> yeah, Taj. <laughs> And finally, who's been the most influential person of your career so far? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know. Your mum? Your dad? Your kids? Um, probably my husband. Yeah. Good. He's the one that's kind of pushed me to keep playing Um because at my age, you're supposed to be retiring, but I've just kind of begun. So he's the reason why I keep playing. Amazing. Kind of like Big Fat Das was meant to retire about 10 years ago. He still plays Friday night footy. <laughs> one more year. One more year. Actually, um, last question. Uh, Matt, um, you went through the, the peak years of uh, glove wearing whilst you were at the Western Force <laughs> with Matt Giddo, Matt Henjack, Drew Mitchell, everyone wearing the gloves. Do you think you should be maybe let's bring it back for the for for the girls? What do you reckon? Do you reckon like we we should, should have a second wind or 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 is that just better left yeah. in the past? I reckon maybe yeah. what I would do. Is Here it is. Really, what I would look at is actually change the size of the ball for the women. I'd go to a size four. I reckon you'd see a lot more um, entertaining rugby with a smaller ball. So maybe smaller ball and a, and one glove. One glove. <laughs> the Michael Jack. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's you just have to pick it up from Swanbourne Beach for you. <laughs> Here we go. I'll bring no, my binoculars in. <laughs> Little flagpoles. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Matt, uh, before you go, uh, one of my favourite rugby moments is your last game um, in WA. You, you get the opportunity to kick uh, the conversion at the end of the game and your old man's there. Like, like I've literally got goosebumps now just thinking about it because it's, it's, it's just such a huge moment in rugby and for so many people, especially in WA, it would have meant so much to see someone of your ilk, you know, 
that has just carried an, a state on their shoulders for such a long time and having your old man there. Run us through, run us through that because it, it is just absolutely awesome to see that. Um, no, it was, it was, yeah, I think I was quite lucky with my career. I think I won my 50th with a, um, someone popped a field goal, won my 100th with um, when we beat Melbourne by 40 um, and scored a try there. So it was only, um, yeah, 140 was pretty exciting. The only problem I had, I think we got the penalty from a scrum and John and Lance um, said, I went to go for a quick tap and he said, no, go for the points. And I said, yeah, no worries, take them. I didn't know why. And he goes, no, you're kicking. Then I called for the sand, but no one had any sand. <laughs> I was almost going to kick out of my shoe, but um, yeah, they ran out of tea and pretty much just hit and hope. And, um, yeah, lucky it went over. So no, it was pretty a pretty great way. Um, it was a tough night, obviously for for us, but all the whole state. Um, a great way to go out winning, but obviously that was the last game we played um, for a couple of years, so it was pretty hard. Um, and one we probably um, sort of drank for the next four days to enjoy the moment um, as a group because that you never go through with a team like that again. So it was pretty a close group group that um, we, we sort of stuck together for the next four days and sort of really enjoyed the moment because um, at that stage we didn't even think the force would exist in any um, in anything. So um, yeah, it was a, a, t- a tough situation, but it was one we really enjoyed and, and lucky enough we, we paved the way. Um, and if Andrew um, Forrest didn't jump on board, we wouldn't be celebrating now the success of, of both the force being back, but also the women's rugby wouldn't be around um, with the support of Nicola, his wife, and, and what we can do and create a pathway and seeing so many kids pick up the, the ball over here and um, compete against soccer, AFL and the like in the age groups. And it, it's pretty exciting now when the girls run out in the field, they run past the men and go straight to the Super W team for autographs. And, and that's something pretty special. Bloody oath, and it and it feels like you're building something pretty special there as a state, and and I assume what you went through with the whole being punted and then going through global rapid rugby and then coming back into the fold is that something that's helped galvanise and really just solidify what it means to be a WA rugby supporter? Yeah, no, it's um, it's unreal. I think we've got a, a bunch of, of fans and members and supporters here that have stuck through us no matter what um, we've faced, um, and it's pretty exciting to see them come back in, in their droves and, and not only come and watch the, the Super um, program, but I think we had about 1,200 come and watch us first Adelaide um, at Super W level. So they're getting behind the whole organisation and, and there's nothing better if we get on a bit of momentum in, in both male and female to, to fill out the stadium week in, week out. And like I said, I uh, first came over here seeing a young kid pick up the ball and then playing with him um, 10, 12 years later. Um, it's, it's pretty exciting and that's what the girls are doing now. Um, with their stuff they're doing in the community. So, yeah, um, big things coming ahead for, for both the, the male and the female. Bloody oath, mate. We can't wait to see it. It kicks off uh, this weekend for Super W, Tars versus The Force. It's going to be an absolute belter, and I can't wait. Sarah, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the season and beyond. Pleasure. Thank Anytime. you. Cheers, guys. Stay, uh, stay away from Chainsaw and Knuckles as well. They're bad news. <laughs> yeah. Classic chainsaw. Good on you. All right, cheers, guys. Appreciate it. All the best, Sarah Ravatuti and uh, Matt Hodgson. Everybody, round of applause. Absolutely awesome. Legends, mate. <laughs> so good. Man. You did spend a bit of time down there, didn't you, big fat Dars?
Mate, you've got to get your heart rate up somehow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hill sprints. Hill sprints. Yeah, not doing the it on sand. the Don't do it on the practice in the pitch. Sand yeah. in the bushes, you know, <laughs> like a gentleman. Oh, you're a real piece of work yeah. there, big fat ass. Well, mate, it, it was absolutely awesome to have, as we said, Matt Hodgson on the blower, but... um. From one Hodgson to another big fat ass, you were able to get the scoop with uh, with another Hodgson, weren't you? I was actually. Um, we've got. Um, <laughs> we actually have an exclusive here on the Battlers bench. We have newly appointed defence coach Brett, which I managed to learn his name. I love Brett. how you had to read all of that Brett off, the, off the Hodgson card. on the show. Hi, hi, Brett, and welcome. Big news, mate, and congratulations on the appointment. Hi, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm excited to be playing as a pointman at the Kangaroos in my stride. Uh, nah, mate, it's the uh, it's the Wallabies, the National Rugby Union side. Yeah, Kangaroos, Wallabies, Paddy Melons, Quackers, it's all the same to me. I'll get the job done. I think <laughs> I think this could be where uh, where some of the possible criticism have come from with your appointment, mate. That your background is in rugby league and not, in fact, rugby union. <laughs> The haters, where's Doss? Can you tell that weak punk that I'm coming for him and that no one, and I mean no one, at a state and national level is better at being tackled than me? Wait, being tackled? Aren't you defensive coach for the Wallabies, as in defensive shape, tackling technique and stuff? Huh? Nah, mate. I think Eddie doesn't want any of his players getting injured holding a hit shield or wearing a tackle suit. He gets me to whack one on and the boys just let rip on me. I think he must have seen some of my greatest work in the 2002 Origin Series where it's some great technique with Gordon Tallis. Nah, mate. You're, nah, Matt. You've definitely been named as defensive coach for the Wallabies. Have, you, have, have we got that wrong? Is that not your role? No. Hmm. Could be. I'm not the best at reading emails. I skim read them. Is that true? What the fuck would I know about tackling shape and technique in rugby union? Bloody hell. I need to call Eddie. Sharon! Get Eddie Bones on the blower. Sorry, lads. I gotta go. Doss, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Sharon! Well, I guess that's it for Hodjo. Lads, how was that? Oh, Doss isn't here. Does that alleviate any of your worries, guys? Concerns? Um, uh, Questions? I'm here. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. If, if Hodjo, if everyone can just tackle him, we'll be fine. That's it. Um, that was good gas. Was fat fat absolute scoop. It, uh, yeah, scoop. So that... Um, oh, God. The worst headache. Funny thing was, yeah, I've, I'd been calling him Matt Hodgson for about <laughs> two forever, months. Man. And no one picked it up. Oh. <laughs> Brad Hodgson. Um, uh, He's is, done. Is that it? Well, that was that was the interview, guys. Um, <laughs> All right, so next segment here, we've got um, we found a bit of a lookalike this week. I was Brad Hodgson. Inter- <laughs> we got um, Greta Thunberg with a beard, and who does that look like? Jaywalk. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so if we can pan up a bit, uh, yeah, definitely looks like Jay Moore a bit. But yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's, it's like Zachy did that on purpose. How just, dare you? It's like, I don't think it, and then boom, there it is. Uh, it does look like me, I eh? couldn't stop laughing. He's got more hair on his head. <laughs> Her, sorry. More angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's good. That's all I got. That's for me for the week. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Battler's Bench was a real ripper this week. 
Yeah, you stitch me up. We'll bring more. Oh, it did look like me though, didn't it? It did. It did. I was <laughs> oh, like, <man. laughs> I got ah, some love. It kills me. Oh, yeah. Come on, Zach. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> Keep for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh man, the back of my head hurts so bad. That was a good. That was a good scoop there, getting uh, Brett Hodgson on the blower. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought his name was Matt Hodgson too. To be <laughs> That's because Stars has been calling him Matt Hodgson for about a month and a half now. <laughs> I was like, I googled him and go, "That's Brett Hodgson." Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I knew All right. I knew who All right. We're going to get into our tipping very shortly, but before we do, we've got um, one more bold prediction that we want to be doing, and that is because QPR first round is coming up this weekend. So, huge round of footy. Um, let's kick things off, shall we? And Big Fat Dars, you want to look down the camera and give your first bold prediction. What about you fucking stitching me up? I know. Pal. So <laughs> bad, dude. We <laughs> said know. before we went live, we, we, we're like... Should we give our bold predictions for Super Let's W? Let's talk like, about it. Yeah, rightio. Down. And then like, I saw the cap, the coach and the captain there on the screen, and I panicked, and I went, you. you guys are going to win. And, right? <laughs> I panicked. Dow's like, stitch up. Um, QPR, bold predictions for season 2023. It hurts me to say it, but I somehow think, due to West uh, awesome year season last year that they uh, won't make the top four. Sacrilege! I think blasphemer. Blasphemer! I just think that there were, the amount of blokes that they've lost off into Super Rugby might be might be an issue for the depth team. is not as is uh, yeah don't have much depth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Del, I guess that's fair. My bold prediction. For 2023, Queensland Premier Rugby is... Don't say brothers to win. Brothers. <laughs> Bond University to win the comp. Oh. Oy, Oy. I would shit my pants if they did. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Because if re- they're going to win it, that means their scrum is going to delete people and they're going to play they, the they just best a, brand of footy you'll ever see got, in a They've QPR just got final. a little good inclusion. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it yet. You're coming out of retirement, friends. No. Molly Solomalalangi is coming back up. Molly Malalangi. Yeah, he's coming up. Is he? He's back. He's at he's a bond. Molly Saul. Molly Saul. Oh, yeah. mate. And that's huge because yeah. nothing against I'm not sure if I was supposed to say there, that, but, but yeah, he didn't invite me to breakfast the other day. I'm pretty upset. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, stuff him. Him. Eggs Betty. Yeah. yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. Shani and Vir got a got a call up, I didn't. Anyway. Oh, there's that. My bold prediction is South's are gonna make top four. I agree. They've been building. They uh, got a young side, new coach, new energy. Garrick Morgan's on board for those yep. that don't know. Yep. Um, and I just think that I just think they're going to make top four. They've done very well in their trials. I don't think they've lost a game, have they? In their trials, they absolutely pants Sunnybank on the weekend, fifty mm. something. They've got good young, young players. Okay. Yeah, all, they've been they young for a, been while, for a while. But they've also got good, like Harry McLaughlin Phillips at 10, you know, Taj and uh, sorry, Taj yep. Annan will come back yep. post-Super Rugby. And he, you know, you'd think he wouldn't play a whole heap this year, but obviously with injuries, etc. at the moment he might, but he'll go back in as well. Yep. Young um, Willem Johnson, obviously Brett Johnson's young son at nine. They've got a He's good, come over from East, hasn't he? Yeah, Johnny Bryant. Is he good? Yeah, like yeah they've got some good. good. He's in the Aussie young under twenty squad. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of guys in that in the under twenties sort of system, don't they? They're Mate, that nine, ten, twelve be, will be absolutely elite, especially that ten, twelve with Tarjanan and um, Harry McLaughlin Phillips, like and Francis the Proppies. Francis Sulis- George so is back. Row. Yeah, is Mata Yeah, gorgeous George. You've got mm, yeah. Francis Sulisiosi, Theo Furie, like yeah, 
Yeah. Mate, they're going to be bloody red hot. And even like I was a fair bit of them last year and I just thought there was a lot of games they Close, could have won yeah. and, and that last couple of minutes they just get blown out. But they were thereabouts. So anyway, oh, that's my bold prediction. Mate, and I would actually agree with you. I think we actually all posted up three bold predictions in our message thread earlier on this week and the three you gave I were all going to be my three. One of them was that Sunnybank... Sunnybank will come last. I think the Eagles have got a couple on it in them. They'll sort of galvanise a bit. But mine is that UQ will not make finals. Yeah. Or 100%. top four, I reckon. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a bit harsh. Don't, uh, don't say something you'll regret. Just say don't make finals. Don't make finals. No. Not four. Not the four. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Hey. Bond. Yep. Brothers. Jeeps. <laughs> And no, stop, stop. What did he just, what, just stop. What, what did he He's say? He's already dead. What did he say? What, what did he One. say? He's doing nice shit, no, guys. What did he say? I've lost spot. What did he say? <laughs> He's doing night shift. Come on, guys. I actually can't remember. He's actually got to go to work in 15 minutes. Come on. They won't play finals. Yeah. And four, four teams <laughs> make the finals. And plus. Oh, oh no, look at the, the grand final. Sorry. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> you started rattling off the team. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't reckon? You don't reckon? Like, because there's this. Oh, I thought we were doing the shoot shield quarterfinal type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. 14. Yeah. Uh, but, My bad. But flow on from that, Fred. So, who do you reckon is going to be in the top four? Then? Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and remember, three of them might make every, finals. Um, of course, Jeeps brothers. Bond and, and South. South. Wow. I that, like that. Yeah. That's nice. And I reckon East will be there about too. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, the beat Chiefs on the weekend, apparently. I'm not sure if that's correct there. <laughs> I could have made that up. <laughs> pack facts, mate. Pack facts. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just got word. They did. Yeah, but yeah. pack facts. That's how we do it. Yeah. Speak first. Work it out later. See, it right? worked out in the end, boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. That yeah. was sick. No. I was so confused because I was dead set. <laughs> yeah. I was dead set. Like, what are these guys win? Why are these guys laughing so hard? Like, oh. Check his heart rate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Stroke. Anyway. That was good. That was really, really So tight. Really, that was sick. Yeah. We know. <laughs> All right. Let's give our tips. We'll just rifle through them because we do want to give our tips. We don't have lines or anything for Super W or, um, or QPR, but we'll give um, winner or loser in that respect. I just want uh, Ryan to curate my, my tips. No, you've already given your tips. <laughs> he can Before change, we get no, into no, no, no. it... He can change one of them. Go. Okay, well, let that slide. Before before we get into it, so last week, the starters came back with a vengeance and absolutely <laughs> annihilated the here. battlers. Um, four to two, so again... Oh, so you you got to be a PTSD. Yeah, You're so... Feeling great. Again, but... Uh, you know, above 500 in regards to betting against the line. But, yeah, uh, I think the Canes were 15.5-point favourites. You both went with the Tars. You didn't clear that. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs, the Battlers backed the Chiefs with 23.5 points, but they only won by 19. So the starters picked that one up. The Blues, um, you both picked up the Satyrs. Yes. So you both got that. Uh, the Brumbies uh, absolutely smashed Moana, and the starters picked them, and you guys picked the Moana. Moana. We're just going to, you know, underdogs. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, well cool. done. Um, cool. The Highlanders were giving uh, 17 and a half points against the Force, and you guys picked them. Starters went with the Force. Well done. And then the Reds were only 13 and a half point favourites. 
uh, the Battlers picked them. Uh, picked the Drua, sorry. Yeah, they're close. The so okay, it was that's close. the hottest game in the world, by the way. Oh, Sitting man. in the sun for a bit, I'm like, I've got to go. Yeah. I went to the... Yeah. Whatever. But a yeah. mate of mine on Monday's like, yeah, the game yesterday? I'm like, no, nah, of course not. It's way too hot. Absolutely not. It would looked it looked scorching hot out there, eh? <laughs> but that means that it's now two one in favour of the Battlers going head to head. So pretty spicy stuff after uh, four rounds. Now let's look forward to this weekend. Um, we'll give our tips in. So starting with you, um, obviously just all through Dallin here. Seventeen and a half point favourites, the Satyrs over the Brumbies at home. Brums, Brumbies. Yeah, that's who uh, the Battlers went for. The Tars. Um, are getting 15.5 points of, uh, from the Chiefs at home. Chiefs are 15.5 point favourites. No, I think the Tars will bounce back. No, we we got to go to the Chiefs. Did go we? Chiefs. We, we did. Yes. I knew that's what you would have gone. Um, yeah. The Highlanders are giving 8.5 points to the Drua at home. So who's that? Highlanders. Highlanders. Oh, Drua. I mean, yeah, Highlanders. No, you go to Highlanders. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to the Drua. Oh. Well, you guys went the Highlanders. Is that what you wanted? No, I wanted to draw. <laughs> well, too no, bad. No, you wrote it down bad. here. I'm Moana, Moana Pacifica are getting 18.5 points at home from the Canes. Yeah, I'm going to go Moana. Oy, good stuff. That's also different. The Rebels um, are getting 5.5 points from the Reds at home. Ooh, that's a hard one. I think the Rebels are going to win this. That'll be a spicy game. I think the Rebels are going to win this. What did they go? No, I'm not telling you. I'll do the opposite. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they went the Reds. Uh, well, I'll go the Rebels. All right, cool. <laughs> you should have prefaced that. Uh, the Blues. Not to you. <laughs> yeah, the Blues are giving twenty-one and a half to the Force at home. The Force. <laughs> nah, the the Blues. Yeah. That's what the battlers went as well. Um, all righty, so we, we've got our picks in for this uh, upcoming weekend. Now, let's just look forward to Super W. We've got the Tars versus the Force. Like, it's it's going to be big, but you're going the Force. Force, yeah. Oi. Tars will win that. Yeah, you'd say so. Drua versus the Brumbies. Bru- uh, Drua, Drua. smoke Yep, and then the Rebels versus the Reds. Reds. Rebels. Hey, love it. Absolutely love it. I love that so much. All right, looking forward to QPR this Imagine weekend. Imagine if they then. did beat them. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah. Very Nothing. easily This could, could be the scout. This could be the scout. This could be the early scout. The week before the recruits come. Oh, yes, that's good gas. All right, looking forward to QPR then. Doggies at home to Bond. Ooh, bond. Oh. Bond. Oh. Do you agree with that, Dars? I'll let him have this one. Okay, cool. UQ playing yeah, host one, so to Jeeps one. up at North Lakes, up at the Lakes College, my neck of the woods. Jeeps. Jeeps. Yeah, I got Jeeps too. <laughs> um, then we've got... Speaking of imports, how many came back from Fiji? I haven't heard yet. Okay. Um, but hopefully a few. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole back line. <laughs> <laughs> Fiji Jeeps, mate. Yeah. There's a reason they're called Fiji Jeeps. Uh, Sunnybank playing host to East. 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 Oh, I was about to give it. And then South playing host to North. Battle of the Birds. Oh, that'll be a cracker. That'll be a cracker. That'll be a real cracker. At North? At Chipsy Wood. Um, South. South. Actually, we'll go North. Yes, love that. We'll go North. Battlers back in the Battlers. I absolutely love them, mate. (laughs) 
You gotta Jordan, love Jordan it, Luke. He's um he's, he's been in good. Nick, he's in good. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? Um, he's a, he's, a he's been getting at me for ragging on wingers lately, but um yeah, Late. he reckons he reckons they they be going right, building towards something. So hopefully, I'd love to see them go better this year. Would absolutely be love it, mate. Yeah. Like they, yeah, uh, I would love to see. I'd love to see North start. To I hope he gets through the whole year. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, God willing. <laughs> Inshallah. On your friends. We'll get there. On your friends. Um, all righty. Now, looking forward. Uh, oh, sorry. We've just looked forward to all our tips for this weekend. But now let's look back at um, at our rugby from the weekend just gone. Plenty of people to go through. But, I mean, starting with you, uh, Dow, you wanted to go. Dallas McLeod from Canterbury. He was unbelievable. Obviously, this was the game of the round. What a game of football this was. But he was just outstanding. Um in absolutely everything, just the, the amount of defenders he beated. You know, I mean, from twelve and the space he found all game was was outstanding. This was ridiculous. It was unbelievable. <laughs> everything he did just kind of turned to gold this day, and he just had a day out. And you know what a fantastic game of rugby it was. Bit of a Ryan Menzies looking. To yeah, the he tw- does look twelve. Ryan, yeah, sort of like Big tall, tall and, and hunched over, like yeah. can actually throw his weight around a bit, but like like that. He's massive. Uh, he's huge for <laughs> he's a twelve, massive. but I. You'd think, like, uh, it's sounds a bit like I'm taking the piss to say, like, he could be the 12 they've been looking for, considering this is the Crusaders. But he is the sort of 12 that could really flourish in a Saders back line when he's got the key attacking weapons outside him. But someone like Richie Mwanga, whose running game could unlock someone like him, and you saw it in this game. It's big and hard to handle. Yes. Yeah. He could 100%. be that foil for Richie Mwanga at the Saders just to go. Having those threats level. out wide. Which seems, as I said, it sounds like fighter, bullshit yeah, yeah. when I'm saying this is about the Satyrs, but like they, they he... They need another threat, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got enough threats. He's, he's, yeah, he, he's almost a bit awkward as well. He's this big body, kind of stum- like a stumbles through, but like... He is like a font. Yeah. Like, faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Square wheels? Yeah, square wheels. <laughs> but that's it. Like, like he's... Like a Bailey Kunzel type in a yeah. big body and just kind of takes a lot of the pressure off, you yeah. know, someone like Richie. Bloody oath, man. Mate, it's... God damn Love that twelve Crusaders factory just churns them out. And oh, oh, that's something we we glossed over. Razor Robinson being um, confirmed as the All Blacks coach. We knew it was coming. What yeah, about, that's uh, why I was, yeah. I was like, who get, was, <laughs> when they're like, oh, press conference at four p.m. New Zealand time. What about, what about Ian Foster? And there's a photo. Here, yeah, there's a photo of Jamie Jason. Like, stay in Japan, Jamie. What? Like, don't go packing up what? too soon, bruv. What Ian Foster thought? just sitting there just like, oh, oh, I'm still the well, coach, he's, No, he's already said that he's th- not applying again for Well, I know that, but like, what happens from now to the World Cup? <laughs> no, no, Obviously, Ray's Robinson still... will say something. We'll have some say. That's what I was going to ask. Like, why... Announce it now. Do you think they... How they didn't pull the pin early enough? Or like, like Eddie Jones. Could you imagine if Eddie Jones was announced as Wallaby coach just after the World Cup? And we'd be like... Why do it then? I you know reckon I mean? like, they've done it to placate the New Zealand if they do lose. community because... Yes. Yeah, if they're going yeah. shit, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter anyway. We'll if they're killing it, anyway. the admin can back off and be like, oh, cool, we're winning. Oh. And then if they lose, they're like, raises in and it, it, it takes... We knew it. We this is all, anyway. in my opinion, an yeah, administrative yeah. thing so that okay. like all these people stop ragging on the administration. I think it's so shit on Ian Foster's behalf. Like... 
before four the World Cup. Foster, yeah. yeah, yeah, four in Foster. Sorry. Well, he's been getting the rough end of the stick the entire yeah. time. I got like they lost four games. Just, like, just get go, rid of him. <laughs> oh, hands the back, on heads. But then hands the back heads, end of last season, they were unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's like. Oh, we're just back to the status quo, so who cares? It's like, well, he's done pretty well considering you guys wanted to, like, dismember him. Yeah, Literally. Yeah. Like, take him out. To, like, he should just go hands and heads, get on the piss, and just whatever. Let goes. the boys just play. Play a bit of touch for warm-up. <laughs> See <laughs> yeah. what happens. Yeah. So I'm not you the job anyway. Who gives a shit? So this game, guys, we're going to swap the backs of the forwards and forwards <laughs> and the backs. <laughs> <laughs> Odds and evens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, would, that would actually be sick. That would actually be sick. Yeah. All right. Um, Doss isn't here, but his, um, his rugby from the weekend just gone was our man, the Ginger Ninja, Brad Wilkin. Mate, he is just – he's got the captain's armband in, in lieu of uh, Rob Leota down in Melbourne. But, mate, he is just – he is just developing into an absolutely elite back rower down. Yeah, he certainly is. Obviously, a lot of trouble over the last couple of years with injuries, etc. Yeah. He's got some good games under his belt last year. Moved up to Australia A, played some rugby there as well. and Killed it too. Yeah, now he's just playing some really quality rugby. And this is what we've seen of him, you know, as, as a younger younger player. He's now a lot more established. And, and I think he's thriving with that leadership role as well, which yeah. some people just do. And he's gone to another level and it's excellent to see. Obviously, it counts because they're playing some pretty good rugby and, and playing at a high level. But he's a huge part of that. He is, mate, and and it's just this it's this instilled toughness that he's got. Like, looks like he shouldn't be able to take the beating to the, that he does, but each week shows up, cops are shellacking, and more often than not, comes out on top. Like, it's so good uh, seeing him uninjured. Yeah, it's nothing better when you see someone who's had a rough run of injuries come back and they start playing well, and and then obviously, um, and also a testament to them down there that mm. they've really persisted with Brad Wilkin. When you've got guys like Richard Hardwick, you yep. had Michael Wells, Rob Leota, like you've got these guys who are these bigger than life type footy players, and you've got this sort of softly spoken, hard working yeah, yeah. workhorse in Brad Wilkin, and they've just seen something in him and just backed him to the hilt, and now it's starting to bear fruit for him. So, mate, he's he's red hot and I love him to death. Um, for you, friends, it's the sledgehammer. I'd only sour. Yep. Um, I just thought every time we got the ball on the weekend. Looks deadly, doesn't he? Just, he, he looks like he's lacked a bit of game time, but, you know, every time we got the ball, he was just whacking and, and, and beating that first defender, every or first two or three defenders, and he's super strong. I think one of the first runs, he just ran straight at someone. Just <laughs> I was like, yes. So good. Oh, mate, and add him to the list of Fiji and Truer players that are just... <sighs> Killing you know, it, mate. If they if they just chilled out on the weekend, and they're doing some like high risk, yeah, um, maneuvers. But that's how they play. I know, mate. I know. If it paid off, it was awesome. But like, but it's also and they're still in it. But it, I mean? it's you know it's the idea of you know playing prevent defense or like putting the cue in the rack. It's like what got you like what got the yeah. Reds to the Super Rugby title in twenty eleven was Quaid doing yeah. Backhand flick passes to Peter Hines on the wing they, with no one in front of you. Know yeah. what I mean? The shit like that still, is, um, is they, what they got them there. Yes, yeah. but it's things like anywhere. that you don't want to do. Yeah. You do, like what got you there? What, what, what is the Fijian style of play? Oh, it's this it's loose so, shit. So. They, they literally just score from anywhere. But um, I reckon it was a testament to the Reds too. Like I reckon McKean's made a massive difference there this year. Like considering yep. cattle wise from what we've had. To now, and I think they're they're punching above their weight. Yeah, in my opinion. I think Hino can be the key to unlock him. this side to go to the next level. In my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I think he's got to back himself as a coach. Mm. I think if he can do what he's done at a, a premier grade level for so long, and he just backs that in himself, I think they'll they'll just find some that, new ground. That's sort of like uh, uni intensity at the rucks, you know, where they're always just 
Yep. Very um, very hard at the They do the one percent as yeah, hard as hell. Anyway, you know what I mean? That's my opinion. Bloody oath. And your opinion is very good in my Thank opinion. <laughs> Friends. Big fat dash, yours goes to Ethan Blackadder. <clears throat> Ethan Blackadder. Uh, member of the Crusaders who will either make the top four or they will make the finals. Isn't that right? Correct. <laughs> uh, mate, Blackadder, he's just... His, <laughs> his, his rugby IQ, like, just Better again in this game, is just going, like, uh, increasing every year. There was, a cover, there was a cover tackle he made where... I think the Blues guy was going over the line, trying to hold him up, and Blackadder dove in. You see his arm just perfectly come under. Yeah. And then the last 10, 15 minutes, just their ability to know, like, what, what, what the scoreboard is and what penalties to give away, not give away. Yeah. And just And uh, he's he's <laughs> everywhere. And he's, he, the amount of strapping take, he reminds you of Richie McCaw. He's starting to get that that haggard frame on him, and he's always yeah. sweating. Held together by, like, ruts. strapping yeah. tape and bubble gum. And he's just everywhere. Um, he, he's absolutely awesome. And as you were saying, looks. friends, like, check that out. Like, he's getting back there and holds himself up. But it, it's, uh, like, the rugby IQ is huge. But you look at him and you think just tireless, hard-running back rower. But you saw as well, Still, he runs these yeah. transition lines, and he's often the support player off a 10 or a 12 or a centre that makes a break. Or, or he's... Yeah. If not the support player, he's there yeah, to clean out. Like he he has this rugby IQ for a young fella that is just yeah. through the roof, man. He's absolutely awesome. I just love a big Canterbury grafter. Yeah, just, just this big back honky, rower, like and they just Pro don't Magnon stop. Skull. They like, just don't <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, this dude is so like tough. A shit house, eh? It's the best. It's, it's the so best. sick, man. What about Buddy Kininaholo? <laughs> But yeah, the they're just yeah. respawning oh, man. brothers of, you know, like... Brothers of brothers, yeah. Bloody hell. Oh, we've, we've lost someone to go to Japan, and all of a sudden another one pops up. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolute... It's just a factory, factory. line there, man. Um, my one goes to Thomas Umunga Jensen for the Highlanders. Twin brother of Peter from the Canes. But, mate, on the weekend, man, like 15 carries, but they were all just huge because he is a massive body... Like, look at him there in the bottom of the screen. For a 12, just a big body, and he just absolutely throws everything in it. And there's nothing better than a 12 who is well-built and uses it really well. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's absolutely huge, and he's not afraid. Doesn't shirt contact, and is just straight off the bat. Boom, here you go. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. absolutely awesome. And, mate, we were just talking about um, Dallas McLeod. He's another big, awkward 12 that is is absolutely thriving in Super Rugby, mate. He's awesome. Dude. And he moves so well. He's got a good skill set. And, and even if he is that big body, just gets over the advantage line almost every time he touches the ball. But he's, he's agile and very nimble when it comes to the contact, which is, I think, just opens up so many different factors for them. And he just toils away down there in, in the Highlanders, mate. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, like... He's the sort of guy you could pick in an all-black jersey and just know will, like, against, say, like, the Irish who have this really quick line speed or, you know what I mean? Like, would just be like, we need a 12 who's going to bend the line line. and get Mm. his ass smashed left, right, and centre. I'll do it. Here we go. The next phase cut ball in behind him. What's it like having a good centre outside you, Dal? Well, it makes all the difference, mm. especially if you've got one who communicates really well. Yeah. That's probably the best. If you've got someone who communicates and, and organises stuff outside you, it's just yeah. like nothing else. But the other avenue is, is probably similar to that, is, is it gets you out of trouble. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I <laughs> reckon. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. On the ground. You go, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck to you, buddy. 
Ooh, like, that's why I think Samu and Quaid worked well, oh, yeah. so well together because he just here you go bang over the advantage and then you'll have that pl- the planning the next phase, bit yeah. after yeah who who would be the best centre you've played with you reckon Ooh, it's good. probably Juan Pablo Cicinho he played at Rotherham with me when he was over there he yeah. went on to play for Argentina and, and that but he was just communication wise he was outstanding like yeah. no one I've ever in played English? with yeah, in English. Oh, sweet. <laughs> See, <laughs> Spanish. <It's> Spanish. <laughs> I'm fluent Spanish. <laughs> As a result. <laughs> All righty. Well, that rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Dallin. Big Fat Dust, The Krill Switch, and Zachy Boy in the ones Krill and twos, as per usual. We couldn't do it without you. But on behalf of everybody here at the Pack Rugby Show, the Pig Athletic Club, I said behalf, I did. Yes, thank you very much. And everyone at Double Take Sports, we just want to say, stay safe, enjoy the weekend footy, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. Love you all.